welcome to State of Health Podcast. This is J-Mart. On this podcast, I want to share my knowledge and experience as a personal trainer with helping clients reach their goals. And I want to share personal stories from self-experimenting with physical training, nutrition, and other lifestyle factors. On this episode of the podcast, I'm rejoined by my friend Alex to talk about her recent experience with doing a 12-week muscle building program. I helped Alex with programming the workouts during the 12 weeks, as well as give some basic nutritional guidance to promote muscle hypertrophy. If you'd like to get a better idea of the kind of advice I gave her, then please check out the first episode of the podcast where Alex and I talked about the three key principles of muscle building. I wanted to talk to Alex after the program was over to review and analyze the process and results of the program. I think it would be helpful for people who want to try a similar 12-week focus program to hear about the process, what to expect, and how to set yourself up for success. Alex and I specifically talked about her initial state of mind and level of commitment going into the program and how it fluctuated throughout the 12 weeks she was doing it, both for the physical training and adherence to the nutritional plan. We also talked about the key variables she was tracking and how she measured them. Also, what was her biggest obstacle to success, what results she had at the end of the 12 weeks, and her biggest lessons. If you're interested, I also did a written summary of what we talked about in the podcast, which you can find through my Medium page. The link to that will be available in the description. If you listened to the first podcast with Alex and were looking forward to a follow-up, or if you would like to get a good description of what it's like to complete a 12-week muscle building program, then this episode is for you. Before we start the episode, I will do a quick shameless plug of my free bodyweight training program called Body Basics, which requires absolutely no equipment to get started. Body Basics is a summary of the most important movements I've learned in the past four years combined into an accessible training program for beginner and intermediate trainees. If that sounds like you, then get started with the program at subscribepage.com slash bodybasics. That's S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E-P-A-G-E dot com slash B-O-D-Y-B-A-S-I-C-S, Body Basics. And now let's listen to episode three of the podcast with me, J-Mart, and my friend Alex. Hello, everybody, and hi, Alex. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's get started. So just to catch up, everybody, this is our second podcast we've done. And in the first one, we were discussing putting on muscle mass because that was your uh, current, that was your goal as you kind of started embarking on that and you asked me for some help. Can you just maybe give a quick summary of what your goal was? Yeah. Yeah. So I had just lost a bunch of weight after I had a baby and I was tired of doing this whole weight loss program, wanted to change up what I was doing. So I wanted to see how quickly I could build muscle instead of switch my focus from like fat loss to muscle gain. Mm -hmm. And so I asked John to help me 12 weeks and now we're at the end. Great. Yeah. So we, uh, you, you needed like specifically a lot of kind of uh, aid in the programming of the Mm -hmm. kind of like the physical training we're going to do to Mm -hmm. stimulate muscle growth. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the main thing I helped you with. And I guess you also asked like, what would be the period of time appropriate for embarking on such a goal? And I suggested 12 weeks would be like a, an adequate amount of time. And then in the previous podcast, as we kind of delved deeply into what it is, what are the three kind of pillars of muscle building, we then 
talked about how, of course, physical training, as we discussed, is the first, first key. You need adequate stimulus to stimulate muscle growth. Then we need the nutrition com nutritional component to be in harmony with the physical training so that if we have enough uh, protein and other micronutrients required for muscle building, that will kind of work together with the physical training to promote muscle hypertrophy. And then lastly, we need that recovery piece as well. So getting an adequate amounts of sleep uh, kind of rounds out the top three principles of muscle building. Mm -hmm. Right. And so moving on from that, it's been 12 weeks now. Yeah. And uh, before we get on to kind of like what, what your, your, your results and everything, let's just start everything from the beginning. And just to give everybody a bit of a kind of like what the perspective I want to take and what the lens through which I want to look at for these previous 12 weeks that you kind of did this program for, I kind of want to give it kind of like this uh, lens of that 12 week period being this experiment that you embarked on. And so let's look at it kind of like these like old school, like uh, science reports we used to do. Right. So we usually have like for the experiment, a hypothesis. Then we have like the methods that we use to do the experiment results and conclusions. So let's start with the hypothesis kind of, you probably didn't necessarily have a hypothesis going into this, I did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> but just give us some, some of your kind of early thoughts, feelings, what you kind of were, uh, what your state of mind was going into this before the 12 weeks started. Yeah, sure. So I was really gung ho. I was like ready to go. And I had this idea that I was so proud of myself for losing weight that I was like, I can do whatever. And I had like all the faith in John, you and I was uh, so my hypothesis, I guess, was like, listen to John, do what he says, and it'll work out for you. And I, I had these visions in my head of like me being it's like bodybuilder after 12 uh -huh. weeks. Uh, so that's where I start. I started at like a really high high. Yeah. that's. Awesome. Oh, I can do everything he throws at me. I can eat anything he wants me to eat. I can like do whatever he wants me to do. That's where Good. I started. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's a really healthy place to start because obviously believing in the, uh, the process and seeing that kind of, final product of what you want to accomplish in your mind is uh, super important, of course, for actually achieving those things. Yeah. So that's great that you had that opening <laughs> mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so going into the experiment itself. So let's kind of do a quick uh, definition of uh, what are independent and dependent variables and then how do those apply to this kind of 12 week experiment? So just to give a quick uh, definition, independent variables are factors that influence a particular outcome. And then dependent variables are the actual measures of the part of the outcome itself. So I guess in this particular case, the dependent variable would be the increase in muscle mass in your uh, body composition that you were looking for. Okay. And then based off of that, let's go over what the independent variables would be. That would be the factors that influence that outcome. We already kind of went over it. Exercise, nutrition, and rest. Great. Exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. 
<laughs> and so let's go over what were the methods that we used to measure these variables. Ah. Um, yeah, so starting with physical training, physical exercise. What do we Yeah, so you gave me a program and we shared an Excel sheet and I followed it as closely as I can and I recorded everything that I did. Mm-hmm. You did. I, was, me, I did. The Go time ahead, it took me from beginning to end, the weight, the weights that I used, all <laughs> of that. And you did a good job recording everything. I was following along the same spreadsheet and uh, you were very meticulous with the recording, which is excellent. And the whole point mm-hmm. of the recording was so that you could have a definite volume of exercise that you were doing from week to week that you could go back to and do a little bit more to mm-hmm. make sure you're stimulating uh, growth of more muscle mass through increasing volume as yeah. well as intensity. Um, yeah. But definitely having that recording of how much you did was super important for you to be able to uh, apply the concept of progressive overload, which is like mm-hmm. one of the main key concepts for, again, stimulating muscle growth. Yeah. And then all of that also aside, it helped just for motivation. Yeah, exactly. Like you can go back and see like, oh, hey, look at what I did versus like what I can do now. Just Mm -hmm. recording it and and being able to look back was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because at the the time of of you actually doing the exercise, it always kind of feels the same, you know, like it always feels hard. Eventually you get like used to a weight and then you move on to a slightly heavier weight. And then you're back to, you know, making it feel hard. So the state yeah. of being in the actual exercise is usually the same. So you, you, you don't notice the difference. On, on yeah, it's on really hard exercise. to see that progress yourself. Yeah, totally. For sure. And then with regards to the methods of measuring for like, like sleep, sleep one's pretty easy, right? You just kind of look at the clock, you know, when you went to bed, you know, when you woke mm-hmm. up. So you have an idea okay, I've been, I've slept eight hours between seven and nine. That was kind Mm -hmm. of like the, uh, uh, you know, what the recommendation and you didn't necessarily keep track of like what, how many hours of sleep you got every day. Is that correct? No, I didn't. I mean, I have a a tracker, so I'm sure that I could look back and see, but I, I pretty much go to bed at the same time every night and I wake up whenever my son wakes up really. Mm -hmm. But I, lately, I've even been trying to do a little bit better. But I would say it's close to the same. My routine's the same every day as a mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. generally speaking, yeah, you would have noticed if there was like a long period of time where you were getting less than that recommended amount. Yeah. Uh, which did not happen. So no. in terms of that, like, you know, we don't necessarily have the best way of tracking. But there would have been kind of like uh, things that uh, alerted us if 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 yeah. kind of you were falling back too much. So. Um, for sure. you know, it wasn't an issue. And then kind of the methods of measuring for the nutrition aspect. I think that was kind mm-hmm. of probably the biggest uh, obstacle, right? Because definitely the hardest for me. Yeah, I didn't love uh, keeping track of amounts. I don't think mm-hmm. that is also like super healthy for me in my brain, I start to overthink it too much. And then I start to get kind of a negative relationship with food. So I kept it relatively simple. And just tried like I kind of took a look at how much protein is in chicken, fish, like my protein powder, and then just kind of went from that and assumed that I got the most. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing was every time I had a meal, I just made sure that it was a protein centric meal. Mm hmm. And from what I understand, that should have been close. 
Yeah, yeah. It, and I think, yeah, that's great. So you basically followed what I said. Like, I, I, I think my initial suggestion was maybe take a, a few days to a week maximum to really uh, get comfortable with measuring food and having an understanding of how much certain things uh, weigh and what is the kind of amount of protein versus carb or fat uh, that makes up whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you kind of get a, an intuitive sense of, uh, of, the, of these measurements and you no longer need to use the scale. I think you kind of took a, took it a little bit more liberal than that in terms of like not even going that intense in the beginning in terms of the measurements, but you still did look at the um, kind of like the labels in terms of uh, figuring out, you know, what yeah. is the protein content through that. And then just doing yeah. some guesstimate kind of measuring, which is still better than nothing. I, I yeah. Think. Yeah. And I, I think like just me always being mindful of like anything that I put in my mouth, I was like, Mm -hmm. is this going to get me to where I want to go? And Mm -hmm. I think that that was probably, Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely, I could have done better, but Mm -hmm. I did what I could. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing that we, at this point, maybe I could just uh, kind of talk about how uh, there were definitely periods of time where you were much more committed to sticking to the nutritional plan. And then, uh, you know, like in the beginning, as you were talking about, you were gung ho, ready to go, ready to go. And then periods of like where that was no longer as, uh, you were no longer as motivated for that. And then kind of going back and forth between those two, two points. Yeah. I also, I wouldn't like, it definitely, uh, went with my cycle too. Mm -hmm. So as my month progressed and changed, I was definitely more into it versus not depending on where I was in my personal Mm -hmm. cycle, um, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is surprising to anybody. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And I think uh, it's, uh, we almost kind of went into it knowing that that was going to happen as well. Uh, We knew that the, you know, the, the levels of uh, commitment would be, you know, different throughout the 12 week period. For sure. And it was almost kind of like, we didn't necessarily uh, plan for it, I, maybe as best as we could have, but we knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. And it was almost like it was part of the plan. Okay, there's going to be a period where you're no longer as committed, but that's okay. Just kind of get through that period and see if you can kind of, kind of uh, get your momentum back and double down. Because yeah. it is 12 weeks, it is a long period of time, it's nearly wow. three months. So uh, yeah. you know, we can't expect to be at like 80 to a hundred percent, you know, the whole, the yeah. whole time it's, it's totally fine to kind of, yeah. uh, wax and wane a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So then, okay. We've got the methods of measurement. Uh, uh, so yeah, I was going to, uh, next question was going to be, what was the biggest obstacle during this whole experiment? We kind of answered that a little bit mm. with the uh, nutrition <laughs> part of it, you know, not having the, uh, I guess you didn't have the patience for, or not, not necessarily the patience, but it just wasn't uh, in line with your personality to be measuring things very kind of closely all the time. And yeah. I totally get that. It, it wasn't, it was definitely like, it went uh, against the grain for me when I was doing it, which is why I didn't stick to it for more than like five days. Yeah, uh, it's tough. And I also live like not with just myself. Like maybe if I was only making food for myself, then I would constantly just follow that kind of protocol and I'd be happy, but I'm not, I'm making kids 
food for a toddler, my husband, and then also like my, I live with my parents, so my parents too. So it like, it was too mm-hmm. much to think about everybody else and how they fit into my plan as well. So mm-hmm. like I said, if I was alone, probably would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think similar to the nutrition plan where like your motivation was like high sometimes and lower other times with regards to the physical training, it was like a similar uh, kind of pattern as well. Right. Where you were really gung ho in the beginning and then periods where like, again, maybe uh, uh, physically you were feeling more tired during the 12 weeks at some point where, versus others right. where you, yeah. and I remember one of the times it was from like excessive running where you like, yeah you know, we're really tired and like, almost like had to, had to take some days off. And then, uh, mm-hmm. at some later points, you were able to get some of that momentum back and kind of really go yeah. get after it again. Yeah. I was at the beginning. I think I went a little bit too intensive and thought that I could follow this program, but then also stick to my running schedule and my Pilates schedule. And I would just switch up my workouts a little bit, but it ended up being, yeah, a little bit too, too much at the beginning, but I found my groove. And then I think once I found more of a groove and understood the program a little bit more I was able to like drink the Kool-Aid I guess and like trust (laughs) in it instead of thinking that Uh I could fit it in with everything else and I think it worked better once I Uh did that yeah 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 because it could be a lot to ask your body to do all this training where you're kind of trying to get you know uh, push your muscles close to failure and then at the same time uh, trying to do some extra runs in between doing Pilates work it it can add up unless you kind of really yeah have a lot of experience with uh modulating the volume to kind of uh, not get to that over exhausted point yeah all right well uh so uh what were the results of the experiment like uh uh what i guess one of the uh key things we were measuring like obviously we were like looking at body composition and muscle mass but really the main way we were looking at that was through i guess uh, pictures and yeah. um and I guess what your weight on the scale would be, right? Was there any? Yeah, any and I really measures? I judged a lot of it based on like how just how my clothes fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like pretty much the biggest tell mm-hmm. for me. And I gotta say, like John, you asked me to do before and after photos, and I was so embarrassed. And I felt so silly. And I was like, no, I don't want to do them. I don't want to share them with anybody. But I'm so happy that you actually made me do them because when you actually look at before and after, you really do see like the changes that your body went through otherwise you're mm-hmm. just watching it happen like and you don't notice the changes so thank mm-hmm. you for pushing me for that because otherwise I wouldn't have done it yeah totally you're welcome and my next question was going to be what did you learn and I guess one, that would be one of the things is it's really important to have that kind of uh point in time that's captured forever for you to be able to compare against otherwise it's uh it's really difficult to know if whether yeah. you did something had an effect or not yeah, and I have already recommended it to a couple friends. Okay, like, oh, awesome. I don't know. And I already said, like, just do it. It really makes you feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Was there yeah, something but, that you learned that surprised you other than that? Something else? Um, yeah, there's a lot. I learned a lot of things. I learned that, like, maybe I personally don't do well with, like, a strictly regimented workout plan. And mm-hmm. that it's just... Like maybe it's just not for me and I'll just stick to more like varied workouts, kind of how my body feels and I'll probably still get to the same results. It'll just take a lot longer. So it ended up allowing me to be more comfortable in the body that I have also, and just be more patient 
with mm-hmm. the whole process. Um, yeah, yeah. Which was actually like a super nice takeaway, which mm-hmm. is which is good. But then I also learned that like don't give up in the middle. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted to. Like I really around the six. I talked to you about it at the mm-hmm. six month or six week mark. Mm-hmm. I really hit that like fatigue. I just mm-hmm. didn't. I wasn't in the mood anymore. I didn't want mm-hmm. to follow, but I felt like I was indebted to you, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm helped, mm-hmm. I, you helped me out. I helped you mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of felt like I had to keep going, and I did. And mm-hmm. I remember I took the six week photos, mm-hmm. and I didn't really see any changes. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disheartened. I was like, oh, like all of this work and like nothing's happening. But I kept going and I kept at it, and I'm happy that I did. So I also learned to like don't mm-hmm. give up halfway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, it's it's uh, one of the lessons that I learned that I've learned from like one of the many like mo- mobility certification I've, I've been to is like push, push hard to your limit. And just before you're about to give up, push a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, and it's true. And like, you have to trust your process as well. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you do a six week program and expect it to help you, it's just not, mm-hmm. it's just not going to, it's just not how the body works. It's not how these kind of things pan out. So you just, you can't, you have to understand that it's going to be a process and that it is going to be challenging and it is going to be, you know, trying on mental, physical states, but you have to keep going. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last time. There are no shortcuts. No, it's a long process. Um, You know, if you want to have a good uh, body composition, something that you're really proud of, it's basically a lifetime kind of uh, pursuit. You know, you, you can, I guess, work for 12 weeks, to try to get there and you'll have like a big incremental step that you would have taken, but then it's going to take work to maintain that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know, if you want to go take it further, it's going to take even more effort to kind of even go further. So it's like basically a lifelong pursuit. There are no shortcuts. Mm-mm. Take your time um, and uh, follow, uh, you know, pick a process appropriate specifically designed to you and follow it, you know, for as long as you need to, to get to yeah. where you need to go. Yeah. And I also, I want to add to, um, on some days where you just like, don't feel like you did a good job. Like there are some days that I would pound out those squats, like nobody's business. And then, then like two days later, I, I could barely get through the workout, mm-hmm. but I went through it anyway. Like maybe mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. not quite as, you know, perfect and maybe I gave up a little bit earlier but I did the whole workout every single time and on those days it really feels like great I screwed up this isn't going to work for me like how am I ever going to build muscle if I can't even lift this weight like blah 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 but then you do in the end it does work so it doesn't matter if you push 100% on every single workout it matters that you show up to every single workout mm-hmm. even if you miss one you just do it like there was one day I messaged you and said John I really today's a workout day and I, I don't want to do it. I don't have the energy to, and you told me then don't do it tomorrow. And I said, Oh, <laughs> all right. And then I did it. I did it the next day. It was a great workout. And we went on as as like normal. Mm-hmm. So like, try not to be so 
hard on yourself. Those those little bits don't matter. It's the end result that matters. Yeah, overall consistency, right? Yeah. Like uh, if you skip the workout that one day and you made up for it the next day, like uh, what's the difference really, right? If you're yeah, still- at least at least for like what we're doing here, like I'm just a regular person doing a regular thing. Yeah, like maybe if I was like a, a serious trainer, maybe that would be different. But not what we're doing. <laughs> no, I mean, like uh, I mean, if there's like millions of dollars at stake for you to like, you know, uh, put on the most amount of muscle mass, if there was uh, then okay. then <laughs> then possibly you would have pushed a little bit more. But uh, yeah. You know, you're you're just trying to make a healthy, sustainable change in your life. So, yeah. uh, listening to your body and kind of trying to decode the signals it's sending to you is actually a really good lesson as well. It's just yeah, like, yeah. I there's always going to be times where I'm overtrained and undertrained, and it's up to you to kind of pick out what that is, like when that when that is, and then apply yeah. the day accordingly if you're under trained push a little harder if you're over trained step a little bit back or if you're just yeah. right then you know just do the amount that's on on your program and and you know call it a day exactly yeah mm-hmm. now so the results were generally good you, you we I, I taking a look at the pictures I, I mean I I you know maybe I looked at the pictures too long but I even saw a difference from the six-week period and definitely a, bit, a significant difference at the 12-week period yeah how would you like, how generalizable are, are these results for you specifically? Like, do you kind of now have a good sense of going forward, you know, if you want to continue building muscle mass and working on improving your uh, body composition in that way, would you be able to kind of repeat this on your own? And I would and also I wouldn't, I think I, I would, I've been doing the workouts still. Like I, awesome. I have added them into my week. Um, but I also added running back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that necessarily would work the same and I'm definitely not eating like the same, like I'm eating the same diet. Otherwise I'm just not like trying to get as much protein. Mm-hmm. I still use protein powder and whatever, but mm-hmm. the I pick, I kind of picked and chose the workouts that I like the best and mm-hmm. I still do them now. So, and I don't, I don't see that ending anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think, yeah. I don't think things have changed too much. Cause I, I actually finished this like a couple of weeks ago, right. We just, started, yeah. the holidays happened and we're slow on recording this. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think like my body hasn't changed that much since I stopped. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I think what that tells me is that like, you have a, after these 12 weeks, you've gotten a pretty good grasp on kind of understanding what is the actual kind of type of workout you need to do to yeah. get the uh, kind of muscle hypertrophy effect you're looking for, right? For sure. Would you, would yeah. you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would awesome. say to me though, for my own personal body, I would need to do a little bit more fat loss as well. Cause I think mm-hmm. that I, I just didn't hit like cardio zones, maybe as much as I could have. So I think that I did have a lot of muscle gain, but I didn't see quite as much unless I was like super flexing just because I didn't lose the fat (laughs) that was on top. But um, Mm -hmm. well, you'd already lost a lot of, uh, you know, let's say a body fat prior prior to that. So I mean, it was kind of just a different goal at at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would have to do both. 
or just kind of go back and forth between yeah. you know, having a yeah. lot bigger focus on, on increasing muscle mass versus a larger focus on increasing body fat. Bulk. Yeah. <laughs> Bulk cut. Yeah. The classic uh, bodybuilder. Uh, cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guess let's uh, maybe do a little bit of a critique of the overall 12 week uh, uh, experiment we can call it was there any like limitation to the overall design of the experiment was there anything maybe I could have done differently or better for uh, uh, setting you up in terms of like the physical uh, training program or or the nutritional coaching let's talk about that a little bit uh, when it comes to the workouts and the like the training that way I uh, know you could not have done better the like you sent me links for every exercise if I didn't know how to do it properly um you were you checked in multiple times to like see how things were going uh and you it was pretty straightforward like I don't it was pretty foolproof I don't think um that could have been any more clear or helpful uh nutrition wise I don't know I think I was my own uh problem there I don't know if you really could have helped me I don't know if I if I was willing to but no I think you were pretty lenient with it mm -hmm. which uh, which worked for me but may not work for everybody right like mm -hmm. yeah, but I think I, you also know that like you know me like we're friends so you knew what was going to work for me and what isn't but you did yeah, check I, in and you would send me links periodically of like hey have you checked out like these sardines or like make bone broth or hey like here's a link for like good quality meats you should probably be using a little I would say passive aggressive but there was no passiveness about it so it was really just <laughs> aggressive but it, it was good <laughs> it was good but really overall the workouts like I I couldn't have had a better like everything laid out for me because I'm doing them all at home on my own right because of mm -hmm. COVID I can't see you so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so I guess with the uh like is there anything you think we could have done differently uh if we had to uh start all over again yeah go back like what, yeah. what, how, could, how could we improve what we did what we did if we I would if I were to do it again I would try to be more strict on my diet like more right. like less leniency and more like you, like we, the way you did with the workout where it was like do this this and this at this weight this weight this many times and then you're done and that to me is like all right I did all of that so I followed it but because the the nutrition aspect was so lenient I was very much like oh then I don't need to <laughs> whatever but if you were like dude just like eat chicken and broccoli and whatever for dinner this day and then the next day make yourself some salmon with some like brown rice and whatever and then the next like a full-on nutrition plan that or at least like a, a more guideline mm -hmm. then maybe mm -hmm. I, I would have had something a little bit more concrete to follow and then maybe right. I would have been less like ah I'm not gonna do it and more like oh all I have to do is like eat this fish and then yeah. I it. right you know <laughs> what I mean but yeah, that's like that's that's like a whole other like ball game of nutrition. It's a hard balance to strike, right? Because I know you and I know you don't like that strict mentality. My approach yeah. regard with regards to the nutritional guidance was to 
give you a more like less restrictive kind of style of eating kind of tell you to focus on protein, focus mm -hmm. on getting enough micronutrients and mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, know that that would be enough for uh, making sure you build muscle mass. Uh, yeah. I think maybe part of it was that you were at the same time, maybe hoping to get some fat loss results on top of the building of muscle mass, which kind of, uh, uh, kind of changed kind of your outlook of how, how to perceive the final results. Mm -hmm. But really, I, I think, you know, um, I'm not sure if changing to be more strict, like in terms of like, eat this, this, that, this, and that would have been really great. Because like of what I said, like, you, it, you would have kind of, I'm not saying you would have def definitely done this, but maybe a higher chance of you uh, rebelling against that because. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like I definitely would not have followed so, so, it, but you were right for me to do that. So um, maybe I think what the conclusion we're coming to is that for some people, you have to go through this journey of like maybe uh, having a more uh, freestyle of a nutritional plan and trying that out and seeing if that works for you okay. and you know, on a, let's say a philosophical level, it does, and you're happy with it. But then from a results kind of outlook, you're like, well, I wanted some slightly different results. So yeah. even though I agreed with this, and I, I was able to follow it better, maybe this isn't the best thing for me. And then next time I have to be a little bit more strict with it so that I can actually if I want to do this again, I can be a little bit more strict and try to see slightly better results. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. And then it also comes with the understanding of if I have no interest in being more strict, and I have no interest in following that kind of protocol, I also need to understand that I won't get the results that I'm looking for. And I've kind of come to that conclusion within myself. So like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it, a cost benefit analysis here, like, are you going to do that? Are you going to do that seriously for another 12 weeks? If so, go for it. And like, I hope you're happy at the end. But I just don't, I like even just 12 weeks of this like lenient diet, I was very, like, it was hard for me. So am I going to follow a strict diet moving forward? Like, No, probably not. So I'm not unhealthy. I'm just trying to be more healthy. So mm -hmm. like, if I just kind of hang out where I am for a little while, that's cool. Yeah. And I think that's the, really the whole point of doing this 12 week period experiment is to kind of get to those conclusions of like, because sometimes you just tell yourself stories and you don't know if they're really true or not, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's exactly. It's exactly what I said to when I when I started this was like, if I can do it, then I'll continue to do it. And if I can't do it, then maybe those dreams of like, being a bodybuilder and like, mm -hmm. having these like, perfect arms, like, maybe that's just not for me. And like, that's, and that's okay. Cause I know now the kind of work that you really need to put in and mm -hmm. you have to be in it. Mm -hmm. it well, you're just come. a lot of work physically, like you're, you're training, uh, uh, you know, from like the recording of all the, you know, the reps and sets you've done, you, you put in a lot of work and uh, like even when you were kind of like, I guess, lowering your volume, let's say you weren't really, you're still doing quite a lot. So yeah. I think uh, it's just a matter of for you kind of uh, nailing the nutrition part of it a little bit more by trying to find, uh, you know, a system that works a little bit better. The lenient yeah. system while, while, you know, uh, 
somewhat successful, I think you're, you're hoping for slightly better. So I think maybe just like reiterate, you know, tr if you're going to try it again, try it again, more lenient again, but change one or two variables. See yeah. what kind of, what kind of effect it has. Again, it's kind of like you said, you did an experiment, you found a result do another experiment with slightly yeah. different variables to see yeah. if you get different. Outcomes. Yeah. Like you said, it's like a lifelong journey, right? You just have to take what you learned from this experiment and then mm -hmm. try something new later when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of brings me to my last question, which is like, if you had unlimited time and unlimited resources, what would be the next steps to take your experiment further? Unlimited time and unlimited resources. I would go into my kitchen and my pantry, clear it all out, only put in the things that I would want to eat for that particular program. Mm -hmm. uh, and just like get rid of anything else. Yeah. Uh, so that would be nice, like a full on revamp. Mm -hmm. um, and then get someone to watch my child for longer so I can have more quality time to focus on the work that I'm doing instead of trying to like fit it in before he wakes up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I, but honestly, I don't know if I would add more fitness equipment. Like all I used was a kettlebell and a TRX system. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it. That's the, those are the only two pieces of, and a chair. I used a chair for yeah. some things. Otherwise it's like, that's all I use. And I, and I have a treadmill. Otherwise, like, I don't think I would add anything else. Like, maybe, like, different weights of kettlebells and mm -hmm. maybe, like, a dumbbell or two. But otherwise, I don't think I would add more to my gym. I kind of like the mindset of, like, just moving with my – okay, I would I would get a Pilates reformer, but <laughs> yeah. that's because I'm a Pilates instructor. So. <laughs> Yeah, that. yeah, I think so. I like your original idea of like, just like wiping clean the, uh, the like the refrigerator, the pantry and making sure you only have the food that fits with the program or the nutrition plan that you have in mind. I think yeah. that's super key. And for anyone who's listening, who's uh, maybe living alone, uh, that is the key way to get some results is just mm -hmm. get everything out of the house that don't doesn't need to be there only put the things that you're supposed to be eating and yeah. that will take you like 90% of the day of the way there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if I had unlimited resources, I would also want someone to come in and anytime I'm like finished a uh, thing of raspberries, they just put in another one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a never ending. Cause then you look in the fridge and you're like, Oh, like I don't have an avocado. Like, all right. I'm just gonna have a bowl of cereal <laughs> instead, whatever. <laughs> But if you just had it, you'd be like, oh, great, an avocado. Like, I will eat that now. Right, right, right. Yeah, ultimately, you know, a lot of, like, really good planning uh, yeah. is important yeah. when you're when you're doing all the, like, these kinds of things, sure. these experiments, right? If you uh, don't have a plan, you plan to fail. That's, like, the uh, the phrase uh, that, I, that I've heard before, right? Mm -hmm. you, need, you need to com come up with a strategy. So yeah. one strategy, like you said, is to have all the food out that can't be that, that doesn't need to be there. Another strategy is to have a schedule for, you know, regathering food, whether that be, you know, you do Sunday meal preps, whether that be you're, you know, well organized for, you know, doing grocery trips, whatever that may, that may be, but sure. each person's got a unique situation, but 
having a strategic plan is key, right? If you don't have that, you're kind of like just. Uh, it's next to impossible to keep to it if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're just yeah. going to be drowning. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm just going to be keep it short for today. That's uh, kind of all I wanted to uh, talk about. Uh, really glad uh, we were able to get this, uh, get this done and discuss some of these uh, important things. You know, I think it's, Really cool that you decided to um, go ahead with this uh, 12-week experiment. Really cool that you brought me in to help me along with it. Even cooler that like you had some success with it, with it, and yeah. kind of learned a lot along the way. And uh, you know, next time you embark on something like, something like this, you don't even need me anymore because you got the tools under your belt to. No, I still, <laughs> I still, I still need you. <laughs> don't worry, I'll come. I'm telling Maybe for the motivation. Of the, yeah. Well, yeah, that the, in. Uh, the check-ins, I, I you know, know, like, I don't know how this works for anybody else, but like, I'm a trainer by trade and I don't like making my own regimens. Yeah, me too. I just, like I feel like I have a personal bias to myself, so mm -hmm. I don't teach myself. I don't do any of that. So I'll come calling cause I won't do it from my own fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. We had some like, and this is maybe an important part to, to talk about as well. We had some really good long conversations during the check-ins, you know, just kind of uh, going over, you know, how you're feeling, how, like what, what's keeping you motivated, what's keeping you, you know, not unhappy and how we can overcome that. And just kind of all mm -hmm. that, like, it's really like when you have a coach, like, that's more than half of it. I feel like is them just being there for you. It's almost like a therapist who you can talk to. Yeah. And, and as you kind of get all these things out, you, you feel just better from having said them first of all. And then there's a, if, if you have a good coach, they'll probably say something encouraging back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like, especially with you, I just like think that you're perfect when you do oh, all stop. of your stuff. Right. No, I'm serious. Like you post all of these things and you're like, oh, I can do all of these things. La, la, la. And then when I talk to you about like my personal struggles and you talk to me about your personal struggles. And I was like, what? He struggles too? Like get out of town. And that like, I don't know, made yeah. me feel a little bit better to know that like everybody has their issues with whatever it is that they're doing, but that's okay. You just like make changes mm -hmm. and then you just continue on your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry to um, out so, you, John. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. It's going to be a shock to the world. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, in, and just kind of finishing off with the same thought that we've kind of the, the, the main theme of this whole kind of podcast, you could say, is just the fact that you took a chance. You did this 12 week experiment. You learned something out of it that you can apply to the rest of your life you can have the tools with you for the rest of your life. And Absolutely. that's really powerful. Like whether you would have gotten a result you wanted or not, like the systems that you applied during this 12 week period are going to be, like I said, with you forever. And, yeah. you know, the, the experience was invaluable. You are not going to get it anywhere else uh, other than no. you having done it yourself. So yeah. that's, that applies to anybody else. Well, whoever, whoever wants yeah. to try something like this. Yeah, I think that if I didn't get any results at all, I would have learned, like, no matter what, I was going to learn something, I just happened to learn something and also get results at the same time. So. Mm -hmm. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alex. And that's it. For thank today. you, John. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to the end of the podcast. If you found it entertaining or informative, please hit like and subscribe. I'll leave you with my final takeaway from this 12-week experiment, which is that while trying something like this can put you out of your comfort zone, it can also be an invaluable learning experience. Learning by taking action leaves a much deeper impact than academic learning. If there's something you've been wanting to achieve but haven't had much success with, it doesn't matter if it's uh, muscle building or fat loss, it could be anything, then it's time to take action and try something different. You won't achieve your goal unless you seek discomfort and challenge the status quo. So test your beliefs and test your assumptions and destroy the old incapable version of you so that a new capable version can emerge. That's all I have for you today, ladies and gents. Connect with me on social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, and get my free bodyweight training program from subscribepage.com slash bodybasics. Jmart out.